Yo, yo, so this is episode eight of the Fill in the Blank Interlude podcast with your host, Naoto Wakabayashi. Um, you know, before, before I get things started, I just, I just, uh, God, you guys, shouts out to you guys. You guys are the, this is for you guys. You guys are the best, you know? Um, I'm going to turn that down. I'm going to turn that down. Yeah. Um, God, you like I don't I don't know how to express this, but I'll, I mean I'm just going to say I'm just going to start. So today, I mean I haven't been on Anchor for like a whole week. Uh, Anchor's the the podcast platform that I use. If you want to start your own podcast, definitely start one through there. It's uh, I went, yeah, no, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty user-friendly. It's pretty easy to figure out. Uh, hit me with some questions if you're just trying to start your own on that platform, own, like, podcast on that platform. But I checked my views for the first time, uh, yeah, since I posted my last episode. I probably kept track an hour after it dropped, and then I did, I just, like, disregarded it after. God, you know, I honestly thought that at this point uh, that maybe only like four or five of you are listening to it, uh, just kind of based off of the messages I would get and the feedback that I would get, I would be like, okay, only probably only about a handful, but um, like, all right, so... I wasn't going to tell you how many views I had because I was like, that's confidential. People shouldn't know, but no, I'll share that. I'll share that with you. Um, it's more than 20. It's more than 30. Um, fine, I'll just say it. It's at 106. 106. Uh, I got to look into the numbers a little bit more, but because I don't know if it's for unique listeners, but to be very honest, um, how many people listen to a podcast twice? Like, that's, that's incredible to me that, um, that many people, regardless if it's actually 106 people, um, even if we minimize it, like, like I said, I only thought about five people were listening to it. So, like, it's, it's crazy to me that that many people, would be down to hear what I would want to say and kind of and felt inclined enough to listen again the next week and the next week and just to have this thing build up just from IG followers like this gets me really excited for when I uh, in the next probably I like to say in a week, but I'll see. I'll see how it goes. Um, obviously, I won't do anything too drastic, but that's when I'll start planning for my for the phase two of this podcast. I guess if I can call it that, um, to push this even further. Uh, I feel like I'm. I don't know when I when I talk into this mic. It's other than the last episode. I've always done it by myself and. In the beginning, I kind of felt like, especially like my first two episodes, I kind of felt like I was literally just speaking to a wall and 
like to myself but it's kind of crazy thinking that I don't know now now that I have people messaging me and I look at the views I always felt like I was recording or not necessarily recording but speaking to like a small like classroom full of people but now it's like 106 that's like a whole I don't know like a whole church I got I don't know I don't know how many people 100 people really is I think that's like yeah no but like seriously thank you guys for listening to me uh week in and week out uh let's get let's get right to the show man I mean shit like I felt like I haven't podcasted in a long ass time um when I record the last episode, that was two weekends ago, so I was thinking about recording another one last Sunday, but that never really happened, and here we are. Uh, I mean, a lot happened. Um, I'm at the kind of, I'm at the point in my life right now where, uh, well, not the point in my life, I, I found out, actually, that as I had, uh, as I was signing the visa papers and as I was signing the, like, the contract to work in Japan, I got an email uh, from the director of the company, and he said that even though they wanted to hire me, um, they're going through a hiring freeze right now, and so they wouldn't know when they would be able to hire me at this, yeah. I mean, they didn't even say if they could hire me this year. They said they wanted to hire me. They want to hire me at some point this year. Want and can are two very, very different things. Um, you know, and I kind of realized that if you can't be clear with me, I'm not... I'm not going to put all my chips into a want. I need a fucking guarantee. I, I mean, I love Vancouver, but this is not how I envision myself and my career. So it's frustrating. It's definitely frustrating because I wanted to leave this city and start somewhere new again and I wasn't given that I mean it's crazy because they gave me the offer they all had all of that but yet it wasn't guaranteed and that taught me a valuable fucking lesson is that before it's signed, it's not guaranteed. Hey, even when it's signed, even when you get the engagement ring on your finger, um, that promise for life, that NDA signed, everything's not guaranteed. And, and you know what? I think that just has to do with the human mentality of thinking that everything's infinite and not realizing how finite and how delicate things truly are. I'm not saying be uh, 
just be scared of the world now. Like, no, it's just kind of... My whole thing is, like, you should go out there in the world and live life and experience things, but when unexpected things happen, you just got to realize that that's all they are and not put too much weight into them. Otherwise, you will crumble. Um, and after that, uh, after he told me that, it taught me a lot of things about myself that... I wasn't willing to just lay there and feel sorry for myself. No, literally the next day, I was hitting up people on LinkedIn, um, hitting up, like, hitting up people on uh, Instagram and kind of seeing, like, and trying to network and connect with people and grinding. Um, Ever since then, I've been waking up at 5.30 in the morning every weekday so I could go to the gym before work. I mean, things like that. You know, like, I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say I'm angry now, but yet I'm still doing these things. You know what I mean? Um, I'm still trying to be successful. And you gotta, you got to kind of approach things with that mentality. When you want something to change and when you want something to be different, you can't just commit to it for a week because it feel, makes you feel good. No, no, you got to recognize that it's about to be a 10-year, 20-year, lifelong journey, possibly, if you want it. Um, and that's the most important part. Fuck resolutions, you know, um... I don't think you should, I don't know, I don't think you should ever settle with the mentality where you're just, uh, how should I say, where your thoughts, where you think your thoughts are fleeting and what you want is fleeting. No, no, you got to re realize these underlying desires that you have because if you just go to the gym for a week, Nothing's going to happen, you know? Your body's you're not going to go through body recomposition. You're not, you're definitely, your diet definitely hasn't adjusted. You've lost two pounds, but so what? You gained them right back after you stopped meal prepping and training for after a week. No, no, man. Consistency. And even if it's like for three months, that's not enough. Even if it's for a year, that's not enough. You just got to keep going. Um, so, shit, I did not plan on talking about this kind of shit for this long. I, uh, I apologize. Um, I was going to talk about a whole different topic, actually. Uh, something that had to do with, do with uh, traumas. I might save that for next week, actually. Uh, recently... My brother and I got into a conversation. Uh, I mean, I hope he's not listening to this. I'll try not to say as much as possible, but it was kind of concerning uh, childhood traumas. And when I say traumas, let me preface this. My parents did not hit me. My parents weren't abusive. By traumas, I mean things that 
psychologically may have affected us uh, ever since we were young. And I, it's my belief that no matter what, no matter how good your upbringing is, you're always going to experience some sort of trauma as a response to your parents' upbringing. And, you know, so, like, my parents, I think, I think, I honestly do think my parents uh, raised us well. Uh, I mean, there are certain circumstances where, I mean, they're immigrants. They... You know, they, they were trying to exist in a Western society when, you know, they grew up in a Japanese one their whole lives. So it's kind of like, yeah, so there's, there's that kind of element. But what I was telling my brother is that he was telling me how um, just how, I guess, he began to blame himself for certain things because of something that happened when we were kids. I'm not going to disclose that right here, but I mean, I told him I could recognize right away that that was for sure uh, trauma that he's experienced and something that something that I had to go uh, I mean, something that I went through as well and I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm at the stage with this specific uh, kind of trauma for myself. I mean, I'll say it right here. Like, to be honest, like, my parents weren't the most affectionate parents to them, to each other uh, growing up. And I think as I got older, that kind of, when I got into relationships, I became too... I mean, I, I just describe it as simpish, but I became over-affectionate because that is something that I was missing in my life as I was growing older, you know? Um, and because of that, I had unfair and really high expectations for the other partner, um, and which was not good which was not good. And I kind of feel like I've more or less transitioned out of that in the sense that I, I mean, uh, how, do I, how do I say this? Uh, I haven't really been in a relationship for, well, I have. Well, okay, so I guess, I guess for the past, ever since high school, I've just been single most of the time, and I just you know, was content with just hanging out with girls, um, dating, not necessarily committing, but I think that attitude of uh, wanting to hang out with girls and do all that kind of shit, like, I think that that was rooted in me look searching for something that I felt like I never had as a kid. Uh, so honestly, uh, just understanding that by, on its own, just understanding that all these things may have been due to, uh, some kind of 
not feeling, uh, I don't want to say inadequate, but I felt like something was missing that honestly, just by recognizing it and understanding it, that helped me liberate myself from certain patterns that I would go through. Uh, I don't know if you catch my drift. I don't know if I'm being vague or if I'm just like rambling right now, uh, you know? So, um, what I was saying, yeah. Understanding it helped me to kind of take control finally. And it helped me pinpoint, okay, so I reacted like this in this um, relationship situation because of what, what, what happened when I was a kid. And that kind of put things into perspective. Instead of um, blaming myself and not figuring out and thinking, oh, what the fuck is wrong with me? Um, I kind of was able to approach it in a healthy way. I mean, I think it would have been very different if I was like, oh, fuck my parents. Like, they totally ruined me or whatever. Like, that's not helpful either because you're not you're not getting to the root cause of the problem, which is kind of, you know, not necessarily that it was you or them, that it, it's, not, it's not anyone's inherent flaw, but it was more so like just the way you processed that information and how you just decide to carry it with you the rest of your life. Um, so that end part where uh, I said that it was just about how you processed it, that's what I told Makoto. And, you know, so if you've gone through anything like that and if you have in anything, like, interesting or just even just literally anything to say about that topic, please um, call me. Uh, message me or yeah just hit me like I love to chat about it because I think there's so much more I could learn about that topic uh yeah like I don't know um I mean life is just it's just a process you know what I mean like word to Philly trust the process uh Shit, I have my monitoring on. That's really annoying. All right, there you go. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. So ooh, now that that's done, I want to I wanna talk about some music that came out. <laughs> I know that this is some people's favorite segment right here, so just skip to the 19-minute mark. Um, I might just post that up uh, during the podcast. You know what I mean? Like just for just to accommodate some people don't give a fuck about what's going on in my life but it's all good um i want to talk about mariba actually <laughs> wow wow she is an incredible artist like i god she can sing really well and her rapping ability it reminds me of jids so it's kind of like that like Kendrick, very, like, uh, Kendrick, like, inspired flow, uh, but she's so damn good at it, and 
I think she goes into some like folk and country a little bit like throughout this album as well. It's just God, it's a beautiful, beautiful project. I highly recommend uh listening to it. Um you know, I wasn't I wasn't gonna watch J I D uh when he came through when, or what am I saying? Why am I using the past tense? So I wasn't going to go see him when he, like, because um, he's supposed to come through in about a month, I think, or in May. So I wasn't going to go because I saw him last year with Earth Gang, and that was a really good show. So I was like, fuck it, I don't need to see him. Um, I was basically right by the front row when I saw him. Fuck it. But Mariba, she is opening for him, and that alone is making me regret not just copying a ticket, because, ooh-wee, man, I don't even like black that much, but um, the the artist, not the color, not the race, um, the artist, I don't even like black that much or six lack that much, his name's black, guys, I'm not that dumb, um, but uh, I saw that Summer Walker, this is maybe about a few in the summertime, like probably, no, definitely not the summertime. Well, yeah, it was, no, it was the summertime uh, when I started listening to Summer Walker. Um, I saw that she was opening for him, but then, I, but then it was only for select shows, so I was like, fuck it. But I would have actually gone to that show just to watch Summer Walker. Um, I'm a very, yeah, no, fuck, like, sometimes, man, I like the opener more than the main artist. I'm not saying I like Mariba more than J.I.D., but I, I'm definitely more motivated to see the show because of her than him, even though I know her set's probably gonna be really short, uh, but fuck it, uh, figured, hey, she... I just want to see her on stage, and I just want to see how it all translates um, live. So anyway, uh, the song I'm going to play for you guys is actually off her last album. The Jungle is the Only Way Out. Such a beautiful cover. Um, yeah, definitely check this project out. It's incredible. It also has uh, Black on here. It also features Black on here. But that's not the song I was going to play. Um, I am going to play Sandstorm. So, God, get ready. Get ready. This is... This is uh, Sandstorm by Mariba featuring J.I.D. Oh my god. I mean, all right, no, 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 no. Okay. I gotta pause that because just the keys. I don't, I've been listening to this song for the past two, three weeks, and God, I just can't stop listening to it. Like the way that the piano chords are just kind of gently. I don't know, like graced, I guess. I I can't describe it well, but just the keys are so beautiful and serene. 
Um, and honestly, this, this, song, this song captures a very volatile part of a relationship. It would probably be maybe about a week after the breakup or a few days after the breakup, around there. Um, but it just captures such a volatile and toxic time of the relationship, yet the song is so beautiful and just so relaxing. Um, it kind of has this, the feeling of nostalgia. I, I feel nostalgic when I listen to this, but, you know, that's what's beautiful about that right there. It's that kind of feeling of nostalgia that you get because then they're talking about uh, this crazy, volatile time uh, and toxic breakup, yet there's this undertone of sweetness and that kind of plays into the theme of missing what you had uh, at some point, uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's God, it's so nice. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do. <laughs> I'm gonna stop talking and I'm gonna play this uh, song. So, God, I'm so sorry for ranting for the past thirty minutes. Um especially about this one song. No, I'm going to let you guys hear it. This is Sandstorm by Mariba featuring J.I.D. off of The Jungle Is The Only Way Out. Enjoy. We were low, we were high, Jekyll high, let's just stay by your side. You know I tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. I was wrong, you was right, justified, I was playing with fire What a divide, 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 divide Good God, you niggas are crazy Justified the feeling, that's all we do Inside is killing me, baby Outside I'm cucumber goo We might just really be crazy
was uh, God. <laughs> that was Sandstorm by J.I.D. and Mariba. Uh, yeah, you know, I was thinking, like, this song makes me uh, miss the ex I've never had. Like, for me, when I go through breakups, um, I find that probably, let me think, most of the time when I go through a breakup, uh, it normally crescendos right before uh, we actually break up, and then after that, it's like, it's cold. Like, with me, you'll never, you'll never get... Um, the craziness and just like the clothes being throw out, thrown out the window like that's not that's not what I've done before not saying I'm above that that'll probably happen to me at some point um but yeah man like god I yeah I didn't realize how much I love this song until today uh like when I was just playing this song over and over, I was thinking like, why is this so infectious? And, you know, it was beyond kind of like how it sounded. It was, I think, I truly do think it was rooted in what they were saying as well. Um, just really, really resonated with me. Uh, so, hey, yo, this is, God, this episode has gone on for a long ass time. Um, I mean, I'm going to post this on Tuesday, a.k.a. today. Some of you are going to be asleep. Some of you guys are going to be up. So most of you will probably peep this Wednesday morning. Um, you know what? I don't like how uh, scattered, I guess, like the episodes are, if that makes sense. Like, I think it would probably be better if they were just on one day. I'm thinking out loud. I don't know why I'm saying production things with you guys but uh yeah i'll just wrap it up right here hey it was a good time to you guys i missed you guys um i'll see all of you or yeah no i'll see all of you next week so this is episode eight of the fill in the blank interlude podcast with naoto wakabayashi and i'm out